Think about this. Our brains change. Memory is an amazing. What you think is in our there brains is aren't really finished. They're not fully cooked yet. You go with your heart. And you we don't have any brain. idea why yeah, we're, we're doing so smart. most of the things that we're doing. But here's the deal. Why is it that there are certain things we think are perfectly acceptable to broadcast to the world and certain things that we want to control access to? Or at least imagine we control Just. access to them. I'm Art Markman. I'm Bob Duke. I'm Rebecca McEnroy. <laughs> and this is a public broadcast <laughs> of Two Guys on Your Head. Today, the psychology of privacy. We do things in the privacy that we imagine we have, whether we do or not, and that we would not choose to do in public. But now this is this has taken on a whole new meaning, uh, given the fact that we have many parts of our lives that are accessible online some of which we know are accessible online, some of which are online and we don't know that they're accessible by other people. To frame this discussion, though, I think it's important to bear in mind that in order to make a distinction between public behavior and private behavior, we actually have to have a model of what an observer observing our behavior could see, could know about us, and what inferences they're likely to make about us if they observe that behavior. So it's a fairly complex process. So the reason why dogs don't really concern themselves that much with privacy is because while they'll certainly hide and do all sorts of other things, they don't have a very clear sense of what an observer would know about them, which is why they hide so badly. Human beings are able to make this complex calculation about privacy in part because, at least in our interpersonal interactions, we can do a fairly good job of saying, well, this is a behavior, a thought, that I don't want to express publicly because of the reaction it would create in folks who observed it. And, and we should acknowledge that we don't even really know what we're giving away because now establishing privacy is in many ways inconvenient. Think about advertising, for example. We give up certain privacy to have people then give us benefits that we say are, are worth a trade-off, yeah. right? When you're in an opt-out situation, establishing privacy, now that requires action on your part to first of all inform yourself about what the hell is going on and then make some decision to do something to keep that from happening. We are really good at making this distinction between public and private behaviors when the when the people we're keeping it private from are other individuals who are part of our general environment. In this very complex system in which the platform itself is also part of what's gathering information about us, we're just not well set up to take that into account because that, that platform doesn't act the way a person does. Yeah. We, we like the idea that we're making a choice. We like the idea that that's something that I can selectively do or not. And I think the idea of losing some of that and thinking that, well, my windows are always open. You know, people see everything that I'm thinking. I say everything that comes to mind, <laughs> you know, which is just horrifying to think of, that, that that's something that I think most of us don't want, right? We, we, we think it's necessary 
to function in a social environment in a way that there are some things that remain private. Another aspect of this is, you know, our ability to learn about what behaviors, what statements we should make in public happens in part in an environment in which we get feedback. Yeah. So as kids, you know, kids say all kinds of things and every once in a while they say something and you're like, yeah, that's really not something you should say <laughs> in general. That's, you know, or, or don't do that. You know, I mean, we're, 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 we're really teaching them, giving them feedback about what's appropriate. And, and um, as we get older, we continue to learn from other people about what's appropriate and what isn't. So you make a comment in a public situation and you know, people get taken aback by it. You think, I maybe I shouldn't say that, right? That should be, maybe that's not an appropriate thing to do. The interesting thing is that that kind of feedback that we get is also feedback we get on social media and online. So there are comments that you can make on a website or, or on social media that will also get a certain amount of either uh, acclaim or, or punishment, social punishment from the people around you. And these worlds cross over, mm -hmm. right? So to the extent that you get feedback in one realm about what is or isn't appropriate to say, that's going to affect what you're willing to talk about. And, and, uh, and, and what, you know, so, so what you talk about is going to influence what, what you post, what you post is going to influence what you talk about. And this is particularly interesting in the context of the ability of people to select which social media channels they're a part of and who they get their feedback from. Yeah, right. I may actually end up coming to believe that certain behaviors that I might want to keep private are actually ones that are perfectly reasonable to say in public because the feedback I'm getting on my social media channels is that these things are fine. And that may influence the way that I now begin to act in my daily life. Yeah. The the privacy issue is is a moving line. It's not just fixed that this is privacy. Having said that though, there is some stuff that in fact is fixed for most people that n nobody knows about. And it could be something that we're ashamed of and we would rather not that <laughs> have that be associated with us in the minds of other people, but it also may be some things we think I I just want to keep this to myself. This is something just I know about. I don't. I, I'm. I'm not choosing to reveal that to anybody else. And some of those things may be very positive things, right? There are many people who are very charitable in ways beyond giving money, and they have no need for anybody to know about that. I, I mean, there's no sense of well, I need to broadcast this about how generous I am and my philanthropy and that kind of thing. So, so what we choose to reveal is something that involves so many different variables. I, I don't think there's anything simple about this at all. Next week, we'll explore how our brains determine value with Dr. Art Markman and Dr. Bob Duke. David Alvarez is our engineer, and I'm Rebecca McEnroy. I produce Two Guys on Your Head at KUT Radio in Austin, Texas.